Welcome to episode 24 of the Blue Shield Moviecast. I'm Adam. And I'm Dan. And today we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. We're going to do uh, some news of the week and then we're going to move on to the film Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile. What a film. What a film that what was. What a title. <laughs> right, let's start off up top just mentioning some sad news this week. Peter Mayhew sadly passed away. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's obviously, it's coming, I mean obviously it is quite a while ago now, but it, it's still in recent memory, um, Carrie Fisher dying as well. Um, so it's kind of these, these iconic mainstays of Star Wars are kind of, of are passing and it, it, it really is awful. Yeah, he, um, he gave Chewbacca life, didn't he, like... Yeah, yeah. Even behind all that, that, that mask and the makeup and and everything, it's it's. He injected like his personality into it, and it's it was just sad news. So we're just gonna mention that our thoughts are with his family. So moving on from that, obviously in other news, uh, the the X Men ending has apparently been reshot. Oh yeah, Dark Phoenix. Yeah. The the. <laughs> this this film this this <laughs> franchise is just it's just laughable at this point, isn't it? It is, and you, you can't really help feel that like this is. This is almost like a last-minute move because of of Marvel taking the rights. This is a way to make it a a definitive ending. I, I imagine. I mean, hopefully. they've probably probably changed up how everything's going to end. Yeah, hopefully this is the actual end to this franchise. Obviously, God, I hope so. We've had some good ones. We've had some bad ones, and this one just looks like a retread of X Men Three. It, it does, and it fair enough. It, it's retreading something that I think needs to be kind of looked into. Obviously, the Dark Phoenix is is a huge. It, it's a saga. And it shouldn't really be in movie form. I don't think. I don't think you can really touch it. Definitely not. But it is something I think that needs to be reworked. And I mean, if the if they could, I think they should have put it in a trilogy of movies. But obviously, we're just getting this, and I think this is the 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 way to end it. Really, it's really all you can do. You, yeah. you can't you can't really continue after having they've got Logan and, and Deadpool, and then the they should have just left it at Logan. Yeah, they? They exactly. Just left Where it can you really go from there? I don't know. Like. Because Days of Future Past was amazing. I'm mm. not super keen on the the first one, the ones with James McAvoy. What's it called again? Oh, First Class. First Class, yeah. I'm yeah. not super keen on that one, but I actually really enjoyed Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Apocalypse. It's awful, don't see it. And I'm probably not going to see this one because I'm done with this this franchise at this point, I think. it, it It's strange because it, it's very kind of stuck in its ways. Like you see, you see all these movies now, like like all the, the all the incredible Marvel movies that are coming out. This is still kind of stuck in that early two thousands kind of field where it hasn't really moved on. It's because it was supposed to be a reboot, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what the word talented as until. But then they decided to try and like link it all back, and, and it's it made just, no sense. Yeah, it, it it made it worse, didn't it? In a way, yeah. um, I think the original ending was them supposed to be going up into space, if I remember correctly, to obviously. To fight off the Phoenix Force or something, but it's been changed to like a train heist or something. Yeah, yeah, they're doing the whole thing where everyone's being kept on a train and haven't just... they done that before? <laughs> They've done everything before. Like, there's nothing they can do anymore, really, without having new characters interjecting into the film. There's nothing you can do. It, it's the same characters who must be in like the thirties by now who are still played by teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, just. I don't know, like, I, I just don't have any love for this franchise anymore. Definitely not. And hopefully the reshoots mean that that's going to be it for the franchise and yeah. they're going to definitively end it. But it just seems a little bit strange, like, it's kind of a jump, taking it from, it's supposed to be this cosmic film, mm-hmm. bringing it back down to Earth and setting it on a train of all places. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, because no, that's it's... not been done before in it's this a... very franchise. Yeah, it's just, it's just the most generic shit over and over again. Like maybe if they had have took it to space a little bit earlier and made it more comic booky in a way, mm-hmm. it, it might have made the franchise more salvageable. But just stop, <laughs> just stop. Who's directing this one? Simon Kinberg, um, who produced a lot of the other movies. Apparently, he shot a lot of the Fantastic Four. Oh God, as well. Oh yeah, which, God. which is is its own thing entirely. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think anyone is excited for this movie. It's just it, the entire thing is just deflated. It's taken too long for it to come out. Obviously, you've you've had friggin' Infinity War and Endgame come out, which have completely changed everything. And you've got this franchise stuck in the early 2000s, so is it really worth even seeing? You haven't, you haven't seen Apocalypse? Well, so... I've seen bits of Apocalypse, and the one thing that's coming to mind now is that the end of it, mm. where they actually finally get the costumes like from the 90s. Yeah. But then I remember seeing the set pictures and then the trailer of this, they're not wearing those costumes. Yeah, they've got more like... Like um, like like comic accurate costumes now, traditional. Like, yeah, like it, they're all kind of uniform and. You know what? A lot of people love the X Men because of the nineties TV series, mm-hmm. so they should just mm-hmm. like embrace that, embrace the silliness, and hopefully Marvel can 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 do that when they bring them into the MCU. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's inevitable that, mm-hmm. but it's obviously going to be a little bit of time. Actually, what happened to that one with Maisie Williams? Oh, New Mutants, uh, I don't even know what's happening. I don't even think they know what's happening. Because wasn't that supposed to be coming out this year as well? Yeah, it was meant to come out, I, I think, around the same sort of time. Mm-hmm. But now I think it's just indefinitely on hold. Good. So, yeah. <laughs> that didn't look great either. It was. It became like a big thing to try and like do subgenres within superhero films. But like mm. Fox aren't very good at making superhero films, to be honest. They just really aren't. <laughs> no, they're not. In my they're opinion. Not. Well, and in your opinion too. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well. That's the thing. Like, like they kind of struck gold with Logan and and Deadpool, and then they've kind of just shot all over the rest. Yeah, it was. It's creative control. I think that's the the, the big thing. Because mm-hmm. with Deadpool one, it didn't have a huge budget, so. But you had a director who had a voice as well. Yeah. Like you, you had him. You had a uh, James Mangold and stuff. So, the the hired directors and there's just people who weren't stuck in the the old idea of X Men, which is why they shouldn't have. Try to tie it all back in. I don't know. Right, let's... We could probably shit on X-Men for the next six hours <laughs> yeah, or so, but we'll, yeah. we'll move on from this. Another news, it's it's more TV news, I think, but Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghost Rider's getting a TV show. I think it's it's the same... Is it Robbie Reyes? Yeah, who yeah. Who was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, Hulu are going to be doing it, which is... It's good. Apparently, some other shows of lesser-known heroes. That I've never, I'm going to admit I don't really recognise any of the names, but... They're doing, yeah, they're doing a, a Ghost Rider show, which I think um, I think a lot of people fan, like fans wanted. Yeah, have you seen so, the the Ghost Rider clips from Agents of Shield? Yeah, yeah, that that was pretty much the the only bits I've watched of the last few seasons was the the Ghost Rider stuff. Yeah, it looks it looks good. It looks it, cool. It looks really good. I think that was probably when because I kind of gave it around season three, but I think that was probably when it was in its prime. A lot of people seem to really love that part. Mm-hmm. I know so. people like season five as well, but the thing with me is it. The twenty-four episode seasons just—it's getting it's too up much. to it's starting again and getting up to that point. I got up to season three and I was re- I was rewatching it last year, I think, and I just couldn't get past that. Yeah, well, it was like kind of like the the fatigue set in, and mm-hmm. it's it was the same with the Netflix shows, I think. Yeah, with, maybe not so much Daredevil, but with like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. I didn't watch Iron Fist. No, <laughs> uh, you know what? I actually, I actually enjoyed season one of Iron Fist. Uh, this uh-huh. is something I think I brought up before. I stopped watching. But it. season two, I, I couldn't get into. Yeah, that. but they had I think thirteen episodes apiece, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. it just dragged on, and I think it's even worse with these, like the the likes of Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I know there's is the the Runaways. Is that on Hulu? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've not not watched that one yet, but hopefully mm-hmm. it'll be good. Hopefully they get the budget that they need, and I'd I'd like to see them maybe cut the episodes to maybe twelve. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think it should just be be like Ghost Rider showing up for for a few minutes an episode. It should be kind of fairly. I think it should take up a lot of the time. Yeah, that would be the biggest issue, that, isn't that's it? A thing. That's like, a thing. Because the effect looked decent enough anyway on mm-hmm. yeah. Agents of Shield, but then have the have they got the the money to keep that up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um I think that's some of the, the biggest downfall of the T V stuff. So I'm hoping with Disney Plus have like a, a big budget and like a low episode count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's not it's yeah. not terrible. Well that's what I'm thinking of. It's like is is all the good shit gonna go to Disney Plus and then all the all the crap gonna go to Hulu, like like that's the thing. Like they've got they've got two kind of programming things, and what what's yeah, it's strange that that, that divide them up, isn't it? It's it's weird. I'm sure Netflix own shares in Hulu, don't they? I think I'm not. But most... it's like, does this mean the Ghost Rider show won't be on Disney Plus when it launches? Well, that's the thing. It's just there's loads of like logistical stuff they've got to think about. Obviously, they've got like a huge TV deal with Hulu, but they're doing Disney Plus as well. Like it, it it's strange. Yeah. What do you think about Ghost Rider as a character? Does it, does it interest you, this show? Will you watch it? I'll, I'll give it a watch. I mean... You probably watch the pilot. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch the pilot. I'll watch the pilot of everything. A, the, the, yeah, that's a running joke. Yeah. He watches literally the pilot of every single TV show ever. Well, if the pilot grabs you, then, then you like the entire show, really. That's so fair. See, I'm not super keen. Like, I, I may watch it, but it's not, not something that I'm going to go on mm-hmm. my way to mm-hmm. watch. I think... I would rather if they made a kind of a, a separate thing, maybe made a Johnny Blaze. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but we don't want another uh, kind of another, another situation with Nick Cage. But <laughs> hey, he was amazing, Ghost Rider. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think Ghost Rider probably lends himself more to film than he would a TV show. But mm-hmm. we'll see. They might prove us wrong. Um, yeah. So another huge piece of news this week, as you probably know by the title, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. The trailer dropped and there was backlash seems like an <laughs> understatement. Yeah. Yeah. The internet exploded and they've come out and said they're gonna change the design of the character. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice and do I think like it's kinda of, it's it's weird right. that first of all, mm-hmm. sorry to interrupt you, but what did you think of the trailer? Let's just talk about the trailer first. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the trailer? Well that's the thing, right? Even even if they do change the look of Sonic it doesn't change how bad the film looks. <laughs> the film still looks like garbage. Like it's still terrible. Like like there's like weird like like child kidnapping jokes in it, and apparently there was a joke cut out of the trailer that was in the one that showed it. I think it was like CinemaCon mm-hmm. about a joke about breastfeeding, which is just the weirdest thing ever in a Sonic movie. Yeah. It 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 just doesn't. I I don't see why you wouldn't make an entirely CGI movie to begin with. Yeah, so if you look past the the design of Sonic, which we will we'll come to. Yeah, it it still looks shit. As a trailer, it was not good. It no. looks like a film that was supposed to be released in the nineties, like a parody film. Exactly, like going along with like Super Mario Brothers and stuff. Like it should be around that era. Like the this, how has this been made? How was this greenlit? Like even before the freaking trailer, and the, the well, character designs it, were approved. It's weird because there's there's always this thing with like with like cartoon characters or anything like that where they, they do this thing in the movie where it's what if they were in our world they did it, they did it with the smurfs and they did it with a bunch of other shit mm-hmm. and it doesn't work like 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 even eventually those movies ended up making like animated films and shit so is that what's going to happen here just 
just 10 years later and they just haven't learned like from previous mistakes. Yeah, because Jim Carrey is in it as well. He plays Robotnik. Yeah, Eggman. Jesus Christ. They kind of they saved that shot of him right at the end where he actually kind of looks a little bit similar. Which I to feel the, like it's going to be one of the last shots of the movie. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell that's going to be the last yeah. fucking shot of the movie because they're, they're supposed to be like trying to set it off for sequels and stuff like that. Cause it's going to be blasting into their world or something. Yeah, there's something so like many Sonic characters. Like, you've got Tails, Shadow, Knuckles and all them. And the background of that shot, you can see like these mushroom things and it looks a little bit like fantastical. So it's like, that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, why? What? Do you know what the stupid thing is? When I was saying that, I, I kind of look at mushrooms and think more of Super Mario Brothers. Which is why I was confused. Yeah. Is it not a Mushroom Hill Zone or something like that? Probably. In one of the games. Probably. There's a million fucking games. I don't yeah. know. Like, are we not past this? Is this not something we used to do in the early 2000s? Make terrible fucking... Like, that's the thing. Like Video like, game movies. Like, video game movies, I feel like... I mean, they're still not great, but they're like... A, they're trying to at least make this certain level of quality. Like, like Assassin's Creed is shit. But <laughs> some of the filmmaking on that's pretty good. Like, like it looks like a really nice historical epic at some points. Mm-hmm. But it's still a shit film. You just can't... I don't think you can adapt certain stories. It's the curse, isn't it? Like, why Sonic? Yeah, exactly. Like, why Sonic? It just... It's not a a character that... Like, if they made, like, an animated film, I'd be like, all right, cool. that would be fucking amazing. Yeah, like, like it... it, And that would... It would work. Like, don't release it theatrically. It's release it, like, straight... They could even release it theatrically, though, because they did a Ratchet & Clank film, didn't they? Yeah, people don't like that, though. Yeah, but make a good film. (laughs) 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 Like, make it 3D animated, because, like... Even if you look at some of the like the CG trailers that they do now, like mm-hmm. it looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Like this character lends himself towards that style more than he does live action. Yeah. As proven by the design, which is just horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> because a, a few months ago, the the, the poster leaked. Yeah. So the poster leaked and. They, they had, like, uh, the one where it was, like, I think it was the bridge in San Francisco. You could see his muscular see... legs. Yeah. Then there was the one where you see him running. I think people brightened it up. Mm-hmm. So you could actually see what it Because he was, like, a shadow almost. Like, yeah. And lightened it up and you, you could see it. And I thought that was fake at first. I was like, oh, Because the awful. outline of him was, like, humanoid in a way. They've given, like, a, like a runner physique. Yeah. And it's just terrifying. Like, yeah. it, as shown in this trailer when it's, like, brightly lit. First of all, the CG looks garbage it mm-hmm. looks fucking terrible mm-hmm. and the actual character model himself is just it doesn't look like sonic apart from the fact he's blue and he has spikes yeah they've made him furry yeah which is just strange it looks so weird and for some reason they've given him puma shoes like is he is wearing he- nike it was puma. It was puma there, there was there was artwork originally where it was nike but uh-huh. then if you look at the poster and stuff and look it's at the movie puma. it's puma and it's like so he's wearing fucking human shoes yeah like, does he does he have human feet because in the games his shoes are huge and like yeah it's very stylized he's got, he's got ridiculous shoes and like he's wearing gloves as well which he isn't in this like his hands are just white he's got like weird spindly fingers and it's Ugh. just it's so horrifying it's like, like you can imagine having like a nightmare of him chasing you well it is like, it's, it's it's disgusting like, <laughs> who approved of this design first of all well that's the thing even even the director must know shit if they're going back in and obviously they're gonna they said they're gonna change it yeah well we'll come to that in a little bit um i wanted to say the uh, i heard rumblings mm-hmm. that at Sega, they weren't happy with the design. Yeah, but yeah, they, I heard that too. They can't. They couldn't do anything about it. Sega have made some questionable decisions <laughs> when it comes to Sonic <laughs> over the past however many years. But surely, like, 
had they already signed the contract, accepted the money at this point? Like, how can you not have a say about your character? Like, it is crazy. It's a, it's like it's it's your design, your concept. Yet you can't have a say in the design itself in the movie. Like, you feel like everything that they they created, they would have to go to Sega and mm-hmm. go because they hold this... the rights to the character. Exactly, exactly. But but in for some reason, it's the other way around. Like, did they sign the contract knowing that they wouldn't have any Creative any say? Input. Yeah, like. like like so, really, it's it's their fault. Like yeah. in a way, like that's they... daft because then you get something like this, and it's yeah. like they're trying to go for this like hyper realistic aspect or something. Like mm-hmm. a, a comparison a lot of people are making is Detective Pikachu, which is due out next week. The the Pokemon look like real animals, but like Pikachu is obviously a mouse, so it would have mm. fur, and in the film he does have fur, but it's like. One, the CGI isn't terrible. And two, they haven't changed like Pikachu to make him more human-like. Yeah, yeah. They've actually went with with designs but added kind of real-world things into them. So it, it's not kind of changing the design massively, but it's it's kind of making them fit in more with it's, the human Yeah, it's, it's like adapting them because yeah. the, it still takes place within the Pokemon world, but it's obviously just live action. Hmm. But this, it's like they've completely just changed and like contorted the character to be this like you said athletic thing mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. like what it's yeah. it's fucking terrifying <laughs> it really really is like the eyes the mouth he's got like a humanoid mouth yeah it, it, it's scary like, there's a part where he screams at the camera and it oh my like it just it looks awful and there's apparently a rumor going around that he's, he's meant to be i'm not sure how kind of really rumor <laughs> is he's meant to be an alien that's because um, there's a bit, a bit in the trailer again, like like obviously take this with a grain of salt. There's a bit in the trailer where he says, "I'm gonna have to save your world." So people are just—I don't mm-hmm. know if it's just people assuming, yeah, or if it's actual kind of if it's actually out there. The thing with an it's animated alien. movie, you don't have to explain that, but yeah. with this, you you you'd have questions. Where's this giant blue, terrifying thing came from? Oh, he's an alien. That's kind yeah. of—it's just a cheap way to write it off, but. Yeah, that's it's it's so strange. And then the trailer got released. There was kickoffs, yeah. and at the end of the week, I think it was Friday or so, the directors come out and said on Twitter that they they've heard the backlash and they're gonna actually change the design. And I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing because one is kind of admitting that yeah, the design's terrible, and they're gonna now like. All of their vision. I know it sounds strange because we're just complaining about the, the the look of the character, but something this big can just be changed like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I'm when it comes to this, I'm, I'm not even sure. Like, are, are they gonna have to hold back the movie, or is it? Do they have like plenty of time to do? Because because if not, like, it could have like it could look really shoddy by the time it comes out. Like, let's say they've been obviously working on it for a while. If they have to go back and retool everything, yeah, like how much are they the going to actually change it? Well, I I would like them to go kind of more towards the game. I think it should just be copying and pasting from the game because mm-hmm. it's there was a lot of like fan released things. I know mm-hmm. it's it's more difficult to actually animate and stuff like that. I kind of feel sorry for the VFX artists on this because yeah. they've been shafted. But yeah, it's like they now have to fix this mistake that mm-hmm. should have been stopped, like nipped in the bud. At its inception, like, like that's the thing. Like a, lo- a lot of complaints, I think, with with kind of the directors who were chosen for these movies is all oh, that director doesn't really get the game. Like they don't understand the game or anything. So for the director to go through the movie, knowing that the character was going to look like that, does he really 
kind of understand the. I think I, I know again. It, it sounds mm-hmm. stupid. Like it's just more red flags, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's same like, things popping up in it. It's like, is it, is it really worth it in the end? Like, yeah, I, uh, because he came out and said, "Oh, this character has been designed this way to fit into our world," and then now he's come out and said, "Oh, we've heard your 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 feedback, and we're gonna." change it and it's like have you got no artistic integrity <laughs> like i know it's it may seem strange complaining about it but it's like well why didn't you just change it to make it more like the game in the first place like because your whole reasoning behind this was that it's it works in your world and in, yeah. in this world that you created it doesn't but now you're going back on your word and saying oh well we're going to change it. I don't know. It's it's a strange one. And it just makes us want to see the film even less. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I want to see it less. But I weirdly want to see how it ends up. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. Right. Um, moving on to the, the main event of this podcast. Extremely Wicked. Shockingly Evil and Terribly Vile. That's <laughs> such a long title. Yeah. We're going to just call it Extremely Wicked. Yeah. It's a... It's not a biopic, is it? No, it sounds weird calling it yeah, that. Yeah, well, it's it's based on a true story. Yeah. Ted Bundy, obviously a notorious serial killer from the 80s. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was kind of the the first kind of publicly kind of outed serial killer because this is obviously when news was kind of just picking up, like, like, like televised news. So he was like the first like huge, huge serial killer where he was everywhere. Mm-hmm. They've decided to make a film. Yeah. Starring Zac Efron. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like just up top, what did you think? Oh, spoiler warning as well. Yeah. If you haven't seen the film. I mean, it's based on true events, but if yeah. you haven't seen the film. <laughs> there's, not, there's not a lot to spoil, but still. Yeah. Um, what did you think of it? I, I enjoyed it. I, th- I think the the kind of the film kind of comes out of his performance. I think his performance can make or break the film. Uh, I think it, it makes it like a really deep, yeah, really was does so a good job. Good. He was so, so good in this. Like, I didn't realise Zac Efron had this sort of like acting chops yeah yeah i mean i've seen him in some good stuff but it's pretty much just been neighbors and uh, great showman he's good in great showman i love the great showman this is a complete like 180 from what he usually does this and is him like actually coming out and being like i'm like this is like he's a like genuinely he's good, a actor. good actor in this yeah. yeah because i remember when the first trailer for this was released there was a little bit of like backlash because it looked very like they made Ted Bundy seem like ideal, I, idealized. Is that yeah. the right word? Anyway, um, they made Ted Bundy seem like this character that everyone like loved, and it seemed like a, a kind of like a romantic comedy teenage type film. Like it was almost like like it sounds ridiculous to say, but it was almost it was almost like on his side, like it was making him seem very, very. I don't know. Controversial isn't the right word, but but it, it kind of it really does kind of stir up some things, especially when you think there are there are people who. Like, because there's people who like he kidnapped who got away, and mm-hmm. like they, those people are still around. This is real life. Like, yeah. you've got to be very, very careful when you approach this subject. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I feel like that trailer was more controversial than the actual film because the actual film doesn't really kind of step out of line. I don't yeah. think it. It doesn't make it all kind of. It doesn't make it seem like you, you know, from the start. You know, he's a terrible, terrible yeah. person. The thing is, they the kind of made it so that it's from the, the perspective of his girlfriend. Yeah, like his long-time Liz. girlfriend, yeah. Um, and the, the, they made the film like from the way the outside world kind of saw him, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. as this charming person, I guess. And obviously, 
Zac Efron's a very charming person himself, so it's kind of perfect casting. Yeah. But he looks like a lot yeah. like Ted Bundy but it, as well. It was the the way they, they cut together the trailer to like upbeat music and stuff like that. So people were kind of apprehensive, like, yeah. is this a bit of a, a piss take? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In a well, way, that's the thing. Yeah, it's like they play on this bright music while you see him like beating someone like to hell and dragging them into the the woods. It, it, it it's kind of awful when you watch that trailer. Like it, when you think that there's people who been severely affected by mm-hmm. this man they, they shouldn't like that but if it hadn't have been based on a true story they probably could have gotten away with that yeah but because it is i think that's what kind of struck a nerve with people that's the thing and obviously they dialed it down for, for the second trailer yeah the second trailer was more in line with what the actual film is i think definitely because it it doesn't really it kind of stays away from that like like you don't really see any kind of well you see it obviously towards the end but you don't really see any murders take place mm-hmm um and it, it kind of you're kind of in the shoes of, of his longtime girlfriend because you don't really kind of get an inkling that, that he's a killer because he kind of talks about this conspiracy where everything's being blamed on him but like if, if you were to go in this movie not knowing anything about what it was not knowing anything about Tim Bundy you would think oh it's a, it's a film about a conspiracy about this guy and and I'm getting um getting obviously arrested and things until the like the last like five minutes mm-hmm. which is when obviously everything kind of comes undone yeah i was saying to you like the they could have even maybe not mentioned the names and mm. then maybe at the end there's like a, a big thing where it's like oh theodore bundy it's, yeah <laughs> it's like you you wouldn't realize it was him like mm. if you didn't know the names and know the story you wouldn't realize it was yeah. this because you don't see him kill anybody until like you yeah. were seeing the last 10 minutes and I don't know. It's it, it was strange. It was it's a little bit surreal because I don't know a lot about the case, mm-hmm. so I didn't want it like clouding my judgment towards the film. I kind of wanted to stay a little bit oblivious to the details, just mm-hmm. so it wouldn't affect like my viewing of the the film. But anyway, it was it was it was surreal watching it, knowing yeah. it was based on true events. I think. Well, that's the thing. I think it's it's a good place to come from, kind of going into it not knowing. A lot about it. Like, I think obviously a lot of people who maybe were like alive during the time will know a lot more about it. Since obviously we're, we're a bit younger, we, we are like, I've, I've, I've obviously seen like little, little documentaries in here and there. Like, I've kind of, I've kind of tuned in and out with them or whatever. And obviously, you've heard the name before, Ted Bundy. But I didn't really like intricately know everything until I watched the documentary afterwards, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is like a, it's kind of a good kind of amalgamation of everything that happened. Like, it, it kind of, it goes from them meeting. All the way up until their their last meeting that they had, um, and it kind of encapsulates kind of when he first got arrested and when he's in prison and and all that. So it, it does a really good job of kind of cramming the story into. I think it was like an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, it's, it's not a very long film, is it? So I was just like trying to disassociate myself from like the the real life aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously after I'd watched it, I kind of wanted to go and do a little bit of research and things like that, which I think is maybe what they were going for. Like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was fucked up. The shit he did was fucked up. Yeah, awful. But I think we're just here to talk about the movie today. Like, we don't want to go too in-depth with it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But as far as the film goes, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think if if you kind of dis- disassociate yourself with it and you don't really think about kind of all the all shit happening, it, it is a, a great, great film. Really good. Um, it, it's almost kind of, part of it, almost like a bit like unbelievable, but it, it actually happened. So... Mm-hmm it really does kind of it does heighten the sense of the movie and you do kind of kind of think like jesus christ like this is this is this actually went a on a real guy so let's talk about the the film's main the main thing Zac Efron mm. like yeah. yeah he 
is just he encapsulates this like charming person like it's just it's so strange like, i think everything about him is charming but you just look into his eyes and you can see like he looks like a like a crazed fucking lunatic with his eyes and, and he's i don't know like you, you look like like videos of ted bundy the, there's bits in the movie where you can actually watch the video of it really happening and it's just insane like like how how much like he actually embodies embodies bundy and I don't know. I think with any other actor, I don't think it would have worked half as well. Mm-mm. I, I, honestly, going into this, I didn't think I would like this film. Um, mm. I was proven wrong. But one of the things that they did is at the end of the film, I think it's before like the, him and Liz end, end up doing adult stuff, let's <laughs> just say. Um, he's like framing her up like with his hands. Yeah. And you kind of like, this is towards the end, so you know everything that's went on. And you kind of see it in his eyes, like he's looking at her, like kind of going over in his head what it would be like, like, like that's a thing. to like, kill her in a yeah. way. Obviously, it's his partner. And like just Zac Efron's delivery of that scene alone, like that's what like turned us over, if you know what I mean. The, the bit that got me is where where they're about to do the dirty stuff and um, obviously he's kissing her or whatever and you can see his hand like over our neck. Over neck. Yeah, I think that was a little bit on the nose because you obviously know the case and yeah. all that. Um, but the, there was subtle things in it as well. Um, the one thing, I know we're jumping straight to the end, when he writes on, when he kind of like confesses to her. Yeah. I don't I, know if that actually happened in real life, but it was that tense. scene was, it was so fucking tense. Like it's 10 years later, she goes to the prison to confront him. Mm-hmm. And... He writes hacksaw, I believe. Yeah, on yeah. The so glass. she shows him a picture of like like a like a woman who obviously she's been decapitated, mm-hmm. and it's like, what what did you do to the head? And, he, and he, he's just he's denying it, and he's denying it, and yeah. she's like, you've ruined like the last ten years of my life and all that. And eventually, he just writes hacksaw on the glass, and then it like it clicks in her mind. She's like, holy shit! Mm-hmm. She kind of wasn't expecting that, but yeah, it's he confesses it to her like. It was a really powerful, like last ten minutes. I think it was like, like, like obviously again, like we, like we know, like he's the killer, like, but, but obviously all these characters are completely oblivious to everything, and it's just like, could you imagine, like, like that? Mm, it's so fucked up. Yeah, it's so fucked up. Um, and the other characters in it, like you've got, is it Lily Collins plays Liz? Yeah, she yeah. she was really good in it as well. Um, I think it may have spent a little bit too much time on her, like too much focus on her being like the alcoholic type yeah yeah terrible mother whatever like i I don't know it seemed to like dwell on that a little bit much Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i think my one of my biggest issues with the film is the the pacing and the editing at the beginning because it kind of jumps around a little bit it does yeah it it goes back and forth quite a lot and and it it's weird it's actually it's almost set up in kind of a documentary style like it's set up a lot like the like the bunny tape documentary on netflix it's obviously it's the same guy so it's almost like he kind of does everything the same like he, he likes kind of setting everything out and and going down the line but also kind of going back and forth it's really strange yeah but... that that works in documentary but in like a cinematic film like this i don't yeah. think it does work as well because it makes it a little bit hard to follow especially yeah. if you're not familiar with the case and what this person's actually done in real life like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you kind of remove the real life aspect of it and think about it as a film, it kind of like 
brushes over his crimes in a way. I know they're trying to show it from her perspective. Yeah. Yeah. But you kind of you don't know how bad it actually is, and I think that was an issue with it. That's a thing. Like there's some kind of big like murders that they kind of kind of just kind of slightly mention. Mm-hmm. But again, obviously talking about being kind of a cinematic a, like viewing, I think and the fact that it's kind of I know in the US it's over on Netflix and over here we get it on Sky Cinema. I think that weirdly kind of changes how I view the the movie in a way. Like I think if I went if I want to see this in in like a theater, I think I'd I'd probably think a bit differently of it. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that I was able to just kind of sit at home, obviously just just by myself watching it, I think it kind of changes how I how I view it. Yeah, with it being like video on demand. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point actually. I it, think it does, I think that it? kind of makes it so that the documentary feel kind of feels more you acceptable. Get away with it. Yeah, a little bit more. But as a film, like it's shot really nicely. It is, yeah. They, they kind of like splice it together with real life footage as well, don't they? Mm-hmm. Which That's is... the thing. Like a lot, a lot of the news footage and stuff is is real stuff. Can kind of interspliced with with kind of obviously the the fake stuff, and you can't really tell. Mm-hmm. It gives it an authenticity. Yeah. But I just think at times it jumps around a little bit too much, and mm-hmm. they could have maybe spent more time with him, like when he broke out from prison. It's is coming to mind. I don't know if it was the first or second time, and it literally cuts to. Liz and it cuts back to him and he's back in prison and it's yeah, like yeah that, that was like that was like six weeks worth of, of time just kind of because he's got a beard doesn't he when it yeah. comes back um, and it's it's just a little bit strange in that aspect like the pacing could have been done a little bit better I think mm. and even having like just a little thing at the bottom saying like six weeks later I don't think it even had that did mm-hmm. it I can't even remember I, I can't remember either but yeah I, I don't think it would have been the biggest an issue if it did mm-hmm. um, and just some of the things it was including like with Liz when she was with um, Sixth Sense kid. Oh, he's Joel Osment. Yeah, when she, yeah. <laughs> he hasn't changed one bit, has he? He's like, got the same face. face. <laughs> he's got a beard. Um, anyway, when she's like sitting with him, like I know it's kind of supposed to be character development, but it's just you kind of just want to get back to. I want to see more of him in the prison. Like, mm-hmm. That's what I like to because I think the one thing this movie could have done differently than everything else is get more of like an insight into Bundy, like actually getting to kind of see him in prison, what he was like. Whereas it kind of just goes over the same things that we've already seen, like um obviously if you've if you've watched one of the documentaries and you know everything about it, I don't think you'll really get much out of the film, especially since it kind of kind of goes over certain things quicker mm-hmm. than it should. But then if you don't know anything about Ted Bundy, I don't think you'd you'd enjoy you, this yeah, either. Like, it's almost like you don't really as stupid as it is, you don't really know what's going to happen, even though it, like you've you've heard things about it, you don't really kind of get an idea of how everything's going to unfold. Mm-hmm. Because the way they tell the story is pretty much he meets Liz, then there's a little bit of a time jump and he gets accused of doing something. So he gets put in, in jail and then it just kind of glosses over everything, I think. Yeah. yeah. Not that that's a bad thing, but I think they could have done maybe a little bit of a better job at explaining what he's actually done. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to show it because I think that was really like done well in the film. They didn't show him committing the murders. Well, so well, you're kind of like second guessing it. I think I think the one thing that they kind of missed out on, obviously, is you've got all the courtroom stuff, you've got the relationship with Liz stuff, and you've got the bunny stuff, but you don't really have the kind of police investigation stuff. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you have like little bits where it's like random characters you've never seen, kind of going into the room and talking to them, but you don't really get like them them sitting down and investigating everything. And um, like there was this whole thing with the police where obviously back then, uh, kind of police in different areas couldn't really kind of talk back and forth to each other and I think that would have been a really good thing to kind of kind of go over but it it, it skipped yeah because when, when he's in Florida he gets out of prison mm-hmm. and 
Were you saying to me he was, he was in the mountains for however many days? Yeah, yeah. He, he obviously he wound up in Florida. And the the caught him just because he had a he had a stolen car. That they didn't know who he was. He gave a fake name, fake IDs, everything. Um, and I think that kind of went on for a while. Um, obviously by that point he'd been gone for like six weeks or whatever. And um, he was in like newspapers and things. People didn't recognize him because obviously he was so far away from from where he was originally. Um, people didn't really pick up on the fact it was Bundy. Um, and he literally had to come out and say like I'm Ted Bundy like I like I'm like and nobody had any clue yeah and it kind of just glosses over in it. the film he says oh, I give them my name just so I could get the phone call to you but that was like a massive thing that was like a huge deal mm-hmm. um, and it kind of just glosses over it like like I think he was he was put in the newspaper and uh, they used like the fake name that he gave and somebody was like I'm like I'm that person like <laughs> he's got my name yeah it's it's it was like this huge one, thing it? and it just kind of glosses over it mm-hmm were you saying they used the real images of the the like victims? Yeah, yeah like like uh, occasionally like you'll see like a picture of the victims and these like real names and stuff as well, which I was surprised. What about. do you think about that? Like, well, that's a thing. It it doesn't like like how the if it was if it was if the movie was like the the original trailer where it kind of sensationalized everything. I think it was wrong, mm-hmm. but the fact that it's it's very kind of true to life and it's very factual, I think it works. Kind yeah. of using the, the documentary approach that it does. It weirdly works. Apart from, I think there's one instance where you actually see a picture of Ted Bundy where I think it it, it, it works and it doesn't in a way. Well, it kind you of use a picture a of real life Ted Bundy. Yeah, but every picture you've seen of him until that point has been Zac Efron. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit funny, but... So does that like take you out of the film? Because like, I didn't realise it was really a picture of him. Like, that flew past me. It, it did a bit. Because um, obviously everything you've seen from that point is just yeah, Zac Efron and obviously in their universe he it looks exactly from yeah so it's just we had to kind of see him there but i, I kind of i get the i get the idea behind it i get what they were trying to do but it just comes off a little bit funny when everything else is like Efron. Mm-hmm. just something i picked the one like taking away the real aspect of it like mm-hmm. as a story it seems like something that would be a film like it's like, so fucked up isn't it yeah yeah um there's actually like a like a an interview with with ted bunny where he's talking about like the film rights to, to like his story and stuff mm-hmm and it's kind of weird that like what he was talking about is kind of, kind of actually happened. Yeah, it's it's horrible to like sensationalize it because these are real people and stuff. And mm-hmm. so it's like when you watch it, you've always got that in the back of your mind. You know that it's based on real events. So when mm-hmm. he's they're talking about him going into the sorority house and smashing these girls' faces in and stuff, it like I think it resonates with you more because you know it's actually happened. Yeah. yeah. Um. What did you think about the courtroom stuff in this? Do you think it was too focused on that? Well, I, I think the the fact that because it was a huge deal back in the day, it was like the first the first televised court thing. So I think it kind of works in the story. But I, I feel like again, this this is kind of a short movie. I wouldn't mind if they added like an extra twenty minutes on to have more of him in prison. So it kind of felt kind of. It felt like the 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 court scenes weren't focused on as much, even though they seem to be the same amount. I feel like they could also kind of focus on other things. But I, I quite enjoyed it. It's just weird when you're watching it, then all of a sudden Sheldon Cooper shows up and yeah, starts, the, that, that was a bit weird. You can't see him as anything else now, yeah. can you? So when the thing is, he was actually good in the movie. I, I quite like. What's him. his name? Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons. Yeah, yeah, he played an alright part, but it's like you kind of think, oh, that's Sheldon Cooper. Yeah. It's like when, when Haley Joel Osment shows up and it's like, oh, Sixth Sense kid. It's just, it's so weird. <laughs> the thing with him is his eyes haven't changed. It's weird, it's, isn't it's it? It's all in the eyes. So um, weird. What did you think of, was it Carol Ann? 
the the, the woman who oh, plays yeah. her. She's the, the girl off Skins. I can't pronounce her second name properly, but I think it's a Kaya Scudalero. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, yeah, yeah. She was she was really good. She I didn't recognize it was her. It's, at first. it's hard to tell, isn't it? They, they've done a, a, good, done job a really of, good job of covering her up, but it's like she loves Ted. Yeah, yeah. That sounded like a How I Met Your Mother quote. <laughs> anyway, she like bumps into him when the, the first coming out and then she she moves to Florida and then ends up being like his unofficial spokesperson on the outside world. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, she pretty much like loves the shit out of him. It's like, like it's, it's, it's so it's fucking crazy. strange to think like, that this has happened. He had like groupies. Like it's, it's weird. Like you actually had like a groupie with him. It's so strange. Like this sick person, all the all like women just loved them. It's crazy. Because he was so charming. Yeah. Like, it's... people just looked at him and it was like, that's not my idea of a serial killer. Like, like you look at, like, John Wayne Gacy, you know he's a fucking serial <laughs> killer when you look at him. But you, you wouldn't look at you wouldn't look at Bunny and go, oh, because that wasn't really a thing back then. People just assumed serial killers were, like, were like fat 40-year-old dudes, like, yeah. living in basements. And that, like, people didn't think of a normal, good-looking man. And that's how he got them, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. That, that's, how he, that's how he got all the girls. Like, he... He just he seduced them and and murdered them. The thing with the the film is they they mainly only focus on this sorority house case, mm. but he actually killed a lot more women, didn't he? In real life, yeah, yeah, he killed like like a thirteen year old girl at one point, and that kind of like gets glossed over. I think gets mentioned once, but that was like a whole separate court case entirely. Like, yeah, do you think like, they did it justice by like glossing over that sort of thing, or do you think they should have like? Well, it it's weird because they actually. And again, like I'm not like an expert or anything, but the combine the the two court cases, the the part where um the he gets um because the kind of the the there's a part near the end where he he gets uh, charged with with life or whatever mm-hmm. that was in the court case for the for the little girl, All which right. was a separate case like entirely because it was a different area, and mm-hmm. um, but he'd already been put down for life already. By that time, so he got two life sentences, but it only really shows him getting the one life sentence, and it kind of merges them together. Mm, because weird. then the, the the mainly just talk about the death penalty as well, and it, yeah. it makes it seem. I know I, this is just my perspective of it, but it makes it seem like they're only trying him for the the two women he's killed in Florida, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the sorority girls. So it's like when the the, the judge says to him, and I mean the, the the bloke that played the judge was excellent, John Malkovich. Yeah. yeah. He says to him, it's he's like sentencing him to the death penalty. It's mm. like fucking hell. Like yeah. it just it hits you hard. But I think if you hadn't known how bad his crimes actually were, mm. like I think you could then like maybe not sympathise with him as much. I don't know. I don't know if that's just the way it's being portrayed by yeah. Zach Efron. Of if that's just the way I'm like interpreting yeah. it. Like I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Like like t- towards the end when the 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 judge is obviously passing down the sentence of death. He's like, it's actually like kind of like a like a waste. Like like you're a really smart man. Like you could have been a great. Like I would like to have seen you practice in front of us. Mm-hmm. It's like it's actually kind of sad. And he actually says that in the the real yeah like thing, it, isn't it's it? It's sad. Like like you think like how like he like Ted Bunny if he didn't go down the path he could have became like a lawyer and all that. But instead he chose to to horribly mutilate girls and yeah. it, it, it's fucked up. The, the the like psychological aspect of Zac Efron in this character, like you can believe that he believes that he's innocent. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing that had to get right. Like his character 
it's kind of hard to to describe. It just feels like he's being set up, like you said earlier on. It yeah. feels like the police are trying to like bring him down or something. But he actually has went out and committed all these murders. Um, and I know it's from her perspective, but I kind of wish they had have shown that a little bit earlier on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like obviously the the whole kind of framing device is the the her going to seem like it starts off with that and then it kind of cuts back to, towards the end. And I feel like I, I would have liked to have kind of gone back to that scene a little bit more, maybe kind of revisit it again halfway through, mm-hmm. and let them have a little discussion, and then almost like use it use it as as a proper framing device rather than just having it at the start and end. It, it just so then you, I know if you you know the story, you know he's done it. Yeah. But if you don't know the story, I think as a film it would have worked to actually see him do it a little bit earlier, so you know mm-hmm. he's just bullshitting. Yeah. Because you kind yeah. of question it in a way, like. Even though you know he's done it, it's, it's yeah, this is strange. It's because Zach Efron is so good. It's like, it's like, like you, if you didn't know you, you would think like, oh my god, he's been he's been set up. And like, I think that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. That's because this this man was like that in real life, and he's yeah. kind of just trying to fool you. I think I think Zach Efron nailed it on the head, though. Like I, I think he did an amazing job. Like the part where he gets the sentence and of of death, and the camera's just slowly zooming in on his face, and you can see just tears rolling down his face. Like Zac Efron brought it, like he really went like like hundred percent there. Yeah, if he didn't work as this character, the film would have fell fucking flat. Yeah, but he was he was face. fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's it's just strange. It it was a really really strange watch, and I think mm. if you haven't seen it, go out and see it. It's it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, have you got any more thoughts on it? It's I'm still trying to wrap my head over the whole thing. Like it's it made us want to go out and research like what happened to the daughter and things like that. Yeah, like yeah. that's a thing. Like like there's a lot of kind of unanswered sort of questions which you can go out afterwards and look up and because and it's like based that, on it? a true story. Yeah, yeah. So you can kind of follow up with these characters just by by looking them up. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm massively happy with it. I think it kind of it does a really good job of getting this case that was that was a, it was a long time like it was spread over like like 10 years or whatever and i think it did a really good job of encapsulating it in about an hour and 40 minutes mm-hmm. um i don't think it could have really been done any better yeah as a film it was it was a good film yeah but as as a story it's like it's so fucked up it's yeah. so so fucked up and it's just it's a little bit scary when they're saying at the end or like this you could be walking amongst a, like a serial killer and all that. I don't know yeah. if that's just me being paranoid, but no, it's not. Like it really does kind of hit you. It's, it's like Jesus Christ. Like like you can't just spot them in a crowd. Like they could literally be like, anybody. Yeah, it could be the person sitting next to you right now. <gasps> it could be you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, extremely wicked, shocking, evil. It was definitely definitely worth watching. I'd yeah, say yeah, yeah, worth the watch. Um, and just to wrap things up, yeah, I think. Next week we're gonna do an episode on Detective Pikachu. Yeah, which I'm very very happy about. Completely other end of the spectrum. Yeah, I I don't know. (laughs) Are you excited for that? Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm a huge huge Pokemon fan. Like, I still play Pokemon Go. Well, that's the thing. I think I think you're you're gonna be like from the perspective of loving Pokemon. I used to watch like the animated show back in the day, but I've never like stuck with it. So I think we can get some. uh, Looking forward to that one. Um. So yeah, be on the lookout for that next week and. And as always, all the links are down in the description. You can follow us on Twitter, at Blue Shield Pod. Facebook, at Blue Shield Productions. We're also available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just type in Blue Shield Movie Cast into Google, you'll find us. And yeah, I think, I think that's about it, isn't it? As always, yeah. I've been Dan. And I've been Adam. And we'll catch you in the next one.